Welcome to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Telesbo. I am your amateur. And I'm your professional. And uh, thank you, everyone, for coming in and listening to the show. And we appreciate it. We've gotten some good feedback about our last episode with Eric. And uh, that was fun to have him in the studio and to hear his whole story. Yeah. I Like I said last time, I, I learned things about him. And I thought I'd heard his whole story. I thought I was there for most of the story. But I, I learned stuff. So, yeah, super cool. Yeah, that's cool. I would, it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't follow him that closely, but I don't know that he's like had a chance to just do that. Like just share his whole. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's dabbled in it, but I don't even, he mentioned something about that's the most time he's spent explaining his upcoming in this game. Yeah. So, well, and that's, that kind of fascinates me is how do people get into the sport? Mm-hmm. So let's say, uh, I don't know that there's a lot of people that would get into the sport because, oh, well, you know, my grandpa played and then my dad played. And then, so, you know, I played right. too. And, you know, I was pushed into it by, by family legacy, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, it's a sport that people find one way or another, usually by themselves yeah, and they get a passion for. Yeah. It's easy to pick something up that fills like a missing, whether it's the competitive or the exercise or the socializing, whatever void you have. And it fills any of those. Well, you just get hooked. Yeah. And I'm curious now what most of the touring players' stories are. Well, come on our show and tell us. Yeah, right? I just pull some more strings. <laughs> Maybe when Worlds are here next year. Yeah. Get them all. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a lot of recording. Party episode. <laughs> oh, God, right. <laughs> um, Set yeah. up on site. Do five-minute interviews post-round. Story, five minutes, go. Yeah. Well, then you can't get the whole you know, you don't hour get the, yeah, you don't get the Eric minute experience. level. But, but you know, that would be cool either way. Yeah. I'm sure that they're, well, there are podcasts that do that. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so, the, they're actually at events like a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's not us. Fine. But we'll, we'll get somebody. Yeah. I'll keep, I'll keep fighting. Yeah. Well, you know, it, if you're ever in Salt Lake or you're coming through, uh, come and yeah. record with us. Or if you, uh, if you know that a player that you like is coming through Salt Lake, uh, have them hit us up and we'll get them on the show because be fun yeah it's fun and also it's one less show i have to prepare (laughs) ah so chris yes um this is a disc golf show okay i like disc golf and so you went to the movies (laughs) i did actually a couple times um i think since the last movie talk disc golf movies i've seen two new ones maybe maybe Three, I remember two for sure. Did I talk about John Wick 3? No. Okay. I did see that too. I need to see that. Okay. I'll talk about that one. Okay. First, Dark Phoenix. Ooh. See, Chris and I, this time, we did not go to the movies together. So the movies he's seen, I have not seen. And vice versa. Yeah. yeah. So Chris saw Dark Phoenix. I saw Dark Phoenix. Minor spoilers, just how I'm going to talk about this. But it's the only way I can think to talk about it. I haven't seen the movie. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. Uh, it's basically the last X-Men movie. Kind of. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and even more than that, it came out at an inopportune time. Oh. It's very similar to Captain Marvel. Ah. Very similar. And I heard something that the last third or 40% of the movie was redone to try to separate it from yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I heard that, that like, the whole third act was redone. And you can feel that it was kind of like rushed through ah. so fun to watch visually st- stunning um but 
definitely in the shadow of Captain Marvel. If they were to be switched and Dark Phoenix could have had her finish and Captain Marvel was changed, my reviews might be switched as well. Um, see, I'm uh, The listeners of the show know that I love these movies. I go see all these oh, movies. I love everything Marvel. Uh, I was just didn't care about this one. I, I just flat out didn't yeah. care. And uh, I wanted to. I really wanted to, but I have been with the X-Men franchise of movies, like from the very first one, the ones that I've liked, I've always been pleasantly surprised that I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe take Logan out of that, because that's just a totally different kind of movie. Yeah. Um, but... First class, I liked. First class I was, was good. Pleasantly surprised, I liked. Mm-hmm. Days of Future Past was really good, and I was pleasantly surprised how much I liked that. Uh, I think that's part of why I like. That's about stuff. it. Yeah. Everything else, for all the other, uh, the rest of them for me are like eh. from bad to like, that's eh, good. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. So I guess there's what this is like the seventh, and again Logan outside of this because that's almost like a totally different movie, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and Deadpool outside yeah. of that, too. Deadpool's its own. Yeah. But I don't know. Is it like the seventh or fifth or sixth? I don't know. Somewhere up there. Yeah, well, it's enough. not as high of a batting average, yeah, there I, I got to say. And it it was fine. Okay. Minus one. On the Bodhi scale? Yeah. Negative one? Yeah. Okay. Just meh. Yeah. Fun to watch. Lived in a shadow of a sister film. Just meh. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's fun to watch. Uh, just uh, you uh, can't read into the what's actually happening. Yeah, well, you I see too go. bad because I think I think she was well cast as Jean Grey. Absolutely, and I don't know that she'll get recast as Jean Grey when the because apparently the X Men are going into the MCU now. Mm-hmm. Um, James McAvoy's great, and yeah, I think it was Michael well Fassbender's cast. great. But there, we we probably will not see those actors and those characters again. But who knows? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, we'll so, see. I sure don't. Kevin Feige does. He's not telling anybody. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so should we? Uh, should we? You know, ping pong this. Yeah, or? go ahead. Okay. What'd you see? Uh, well, I'll say the one that I saw earlier it was John Wick Three. Uh, this came out a few weeks ago, yeah, but co- um, somehow I didn't see it yet. Have you seen the other two? Yes. All right. I. Uh, you, you can spoil things if you have to. Oh. There's not. I'll still enjoy I, it. I don't need to spoil anything for this okay, movie. Perfect. Um, I loved the first one. Didn't mm-hmm. even really know it was in theaters. And then I heard some really good reviews and thought, oh, okay, I'll go check this out and loved it. Like just, I think I saw it twice in the theaters by myself. Awesome. The first one. Yep. Uh, second one, I liked very much. I did not like it quite as much as the first one, but. Loved it. Like, really, really liked it mm-hmm. quite a bit. And the third one, I liked probably better than the second one. Probably not as much as the first one, because the first one's just so... You, you had no idea what you were getting into, and it's just amazing. But the third one is... <laughs> um, Lots this is a few weeks ago that I saw this. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> I was grinning ear to ear. For the first, like the first third of this movie, like Ooh. the whole first act of this movie, the three act structure, okay. just grinning ear to ear, and I liked the the rest of the movie too. But the the first act of this movie, if you 
So this movie picks up basically right after the end of John Wick 2, which is John Wick as a character has been uh, – he's about to go excommunicado, which means there's like a $5 million hit on him. So all of the hitmen, all of the assassins are going after John Wick, and he has no safe harbor to mm-hmm. go to. So he's having to fight his way out of New York City. Uh, and that is – so incredibly violent and so wonderful at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's just, if you wanted to go see a John Wick movie, it's exactly what you wanted it to be. Awesome. And I, so this is a movie that I really, really liked and I hadn't thought about a Bodhi scar for it until right now, but I'm going to say it's an even Bodhi. Like it it just does exactly what you want it to do. And it's, it's perfect. It doesn't like go above and beyond and kind of, well, I mean, it does. It's great. These John Wick movies are fantastic, but, and I, and I mean that in the highest in the most complimentary way that I possibly can is that it's exactly what it should be. Um, so, yeah, it's my scale. I made it up. That's what I'm going to do. But I love John Wick. That's 3. the rules, right? Um, I love all the movies. I own the other two. I watched them again <laughs> recently. Um, they're fantastic. And I highly recommend John Wick 3 to anybody who enjoyed the other two movies. If you didn't enjoy the other two movies, then you probably won't like John Wick 3. <laughs> but if you want more John Wick, then you will be uh, excited and Again, I just was grinning in the theater, and everybody was like, people just cheering because oh, it was awesome. just what was what you were seeing was so amazing. That's cool, uh, and, and not in the way that um, you know, like Dark Phoenix was a spectacle where it's mm-hmm. you know I've seen the trailer and it's like pulling subways out and flying them through the car the yeah, air and very visually. no, this is just 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 amazing fight choreography. That's cool. Uh, there were some yeah. good fights in Dark Phoenix, I'm sure, but yeah. Not enough to. I'm also just a, a, a massive Keanu Reeves apologist. I anybody who has anything negative to say about Keanu Reeves, I will happily converse with you and help you understand why you're wrong. Okay, five second tangent. Your okay. favorite Keanu character? Oh, Ted. Okay, that's a fine answer. Yeah, I mean, how could it not be? <laughs> He's done a bunch. I know, and they're great. Like, it didn't have to be Ted. And, and it's not that I like every movie he's ever been in. I haven't seen every movie he's uh-huh. ever been in, but for me, it's Ted. Okay, like. He can do no wrong because he was Ted. <laughs> really got that strong foundation yeah, he, in there. He's Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah, you 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 can't go wrong with that. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a that's an easy answer for me. All right. Well, Again, I I don't like everything he's ever done, but that's a great role. Yeah, it was it was good. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this is a guy who was Neo, who's John Wick, who's yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's got yeah, some notable. He's got some great roles from Speed. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Ted. Okay, ground up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he would say that too. Yeah, that, that might be. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't guy. know. I know he's. Yeah. Anyway, if you, Keanu, if you're listening, come on the show. We'd love to hear your disc golf story. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have one, we'll get you started. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that would be a successful show. Get Keanu yes. reason to disc golf. Oh my goodness. We might break the internet. Worlds collide. One. Yeah. Like, yeah, because he's he's a. I think very high in public opinion right now. Yes, absolutely. 
Okay. All right. So what else did you see, Chris? I saw Toy Story 4. Mm. Just came out. I haven't seen this one yet. Um, it's exceptional. It is so good. So I get like, how do they keep doing that? I don't know. So one, obviously incredible. Two, fine. Two, two is really great though. Like, but in the Toy Story lineup, it's it's the it's the underdog. Oh, absolutely. It's the it's like. Well, I I was gonna say like the worst slice of pizza, but that's not even true too because there are like subpar pizzas. You know, but if, if it's if it's a good pizza, it's like the worst piece of the pizza. So it's still really good. Yes. Yeah. It's the but worst there are, slice. There are of other a great choices pizza. you would take over it. Yeah. The worst slice of a great pizza. Yeah. That's Toy Story 2. Yeah. Because it's on its own, it's a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. But compared to the other, well, one and three, it's. And four. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. So we're getting there. Yeah. Four is probably better than three. What? Because um, I thought three was the best. Three was very good. I like three, one, two. But when they're going to the dumpster, like that is the sa- or the the incinerator, like yeah, that's the that's the most emotional, like cheese Louise. Yeah, I don't know if Toy Story Four quite hits that hard, but it definitely has. It's good because it can't. Like it that's definitely like, has some feels pulled. Um, there are a lot of so okay. Back up. I'm curious of the audiences that watch Toy Story Four, who it's like written most for, who is most going to view it, hmm. because it's. I mean, it's like our generation, right? Like, well, see, you're kids you're, now. You're younger enough than me that Toy Story came out when I was in, I think, junior high. Yeah, I was. So like, I wasn't interested in. it. I was a child, and I remember hearing all the hype of like, this was really my thought of Toy Story three, Toy Story when it came out, the the first completely computer animated movie, and I thought, ugh, that's gonna be awful. Because you know what I was thinking of was the uh, Dire Straits music video for um, oh, Money boy. for Nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought. This we're gonna have ninety minutes of this, mm-hmm. and then I and I didn't want to see it in the theater. Didn't have any interest in seeing it in the theater. And then I had friends that were really liked it a lot, and they, uh, I watched it with them on VHS, and was like, okay, this is this really is a great movie. It is, and I so and I, I didn't I, look anything like the Dire Straits video. <laughs> good, um, <laughs> that would have been a very different Toy Story universe yes. <laughs> had it been. Computers had advanced quite a bit in the yeah. <laughs> 15 years yeah um but on that note i think it's kind of directed towards the generation that grew up with toy story oh sure yeah because there are like plot lines and emotional conflict stuff that very much resonated with me well that you are that generation and i am i was how old were you when the first one came out five okay yeah ish yeah so i kind of grew up with these movies and see the evolution of these characters it's like it's so deep for me it's just amazing um but the theater was full of kids, and they were laughing, and Buttercup, that little unicorn with the hearts on it, my favorite character, just a blast. Um, I don't want to quote the movie, but I really want to. Um, you'll see it. Go see the movie. You'll know the part I'm talking about. He's hysterical. Um, but I, I think it's maybe my favorite Toy Story. Wow. Yeah. Just exceptional film. That's high praise because there's that's a, there's that's a, a lot bar. of funny. It's I mean it's it's like a Toy Story, right? You have to come up with a plot that these toys can go on. So beyond that, it's it's got fun, it's got serious, it's got emotional, it's it's got everything, and I love it. Well, what was amazing about the first three movies is that it was the like this boy going through the different stages of growth. Mm-hmm. 
like until he was, and then the end of the third one, he's leaving for college, mm-hmm. right? And then he gives the toys to the other little girl. Yep. Bye. Um, yeah. And that's, and chronologically, I think that adds up with when the character would be there with when they were released. And so, yeah, you're probably the same age as Andy. Yeah. I was, I think in college when three came out. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're like, cause it wasn't his fifth birthday when he got buzz. Yeah. I am Andy. Yeah. I think you are Andy's age. And uh, so, but it, it's to take that off. And then this one, I, don't, I haven't seen it, but I, I the, the toys aren't with Andy anymore. No. But then to still make it something that's emotionally resonant is pretty impressive. Like, Yeah, I wonder, I mean, I'm guessing there will be a Toy Story 5. Who knows? And I'm wondering. I. This is like, this is a little inside baseball, but... Uh, I don't know if they'll they'll do another one if, well, this will I was make say because it'll make money. It will make this four will make a fortune. Oh yeah, it'll be a billion dollar film. Well, and if they released five and it was awful, it would it would make five hundred million dollars. Right, you know, just because what a it's terrible there. week. Yeah, uh, but John Lasseter's not with Disney and Pixar anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got me too'd. So, and I think he still created four. Okay. So I don't. I'm sure he was still in the writing process because movies take like five years to make. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if they would without him. And it's not like Disney's in need of another franchise, right? And they, I, they own all of them. And I, I don't want to say too, they own the Simpsons. For they own everything. Yeah. They are a world superpower. Yeah. They they are they yeah. are a country. They'd Might be like well be. third in GDP or something. <laughs> um. But I don't I don't want to speculate too much because I will start slipping what happens in Toy Story 4 and I don't want to do that. Okay. So Oh, but it leaves it open for a sequel you're saying. Potentially. Okay. It would be different cuz 3 wrapped it up like Yeah. Yeah, with the like the rehoming and the Yeah. Andy's done clean. Yeah, everything was tucked away and nice. But I'm the like, toys are still together. Yeah. Right. Aww. So Oh, jeez. At the end of 3, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they might not So be that's the how they four. could spin into 4. Yeah. Um no, I'm not gonna say anything. All right, there could be a, there could be a five. You know what they need to do is a Mad Max Toy Story crossover. <laughs> Things I never thought of. Actually, they did that in the first like 20 minutes of the Lego Movie too, which is great. I don't know if I saw the second one. I I didn't see the second one in theaters, but I bought it for my kids on Blu-ray, okay. and they've been watching it nonstop. Okay, it's it's I saw the first quite good. Movie. First one's fantastic. It was very good. Uh, this one's second one's not quite as good, but um, like. A hair off. It's like Toy Story One and Toy Story Two, like okay. just great. Cool. Uh, okay, but Bodie score for the Bodie scale. Um, so thinking of Toy Story movies, I guess. Well, it can't just be in the franchise, but it's but just, uh, but of, of what I would expect of a Toy Story or a Pixar film, uh, definitely exceeded. It's above zero for sure. Um, it made me laugh more than I thought it would. It made me more emotional than I thought it would the it's actually surprised me i've mentioned before that i'm pretty good at predicting movies and i'm not often very wrong i need you to watch uh troll 2 troll or trolls troll troll like 2 to, okay. no not not the not, not the okay. characters of the funny hair then i'll watch it troll i was gonna two. veto that it's on amazon prime cool i'll watch it uh it is the least predictable movie i've ever seen i love it i love and, and not necessarily in a good way love it <laughs> That's okay. I like being wrong. It's, it's filmed here in Utah too. Oh, perfect. Okay, I'm gonna write it down. And and uh, it has nothing to do with trolls. Troll two. 
Okay, noted. I'm going to watch it. Um, plus four. Oh, wow. That's a solid score. Exceptional. That's a really solid score. Favorite movie I've seen since Endgame. Oh, wow. Easy. Maybe more than Endgame. Yeah, and well, they're totally just, different kinds of yeah. movies, but yeah, yeah plus which four. is what's great about the Bodhi scale. Yeah, and it's it it yeah, it definitely beat my expectations, which were fairly high, because it's Toy Story. So, I'm a fan. Well, there you go. I mean, that's hard to beat. Go see Toy Story four. Yeah, that's especially if you're you know my ish generation and you kind of grew up around the Toy Story universe. I I don't think I think I think it works for everybody. Can watch any I really of those do. Movies though. Well, and that's why I was curious. Like the kids there, as long as they've seen the first few, they'll be like, "Oh, like my favorite toy," and they'll kind of get it. And the adults will be like, "Oh man, like it really yeah. hits hard." And there's so yeah. much for everybody. I'm I'm curious about this, and I thought about this the other day. Like when Buzz Lightyear came out, when Toy Story came out, I remember seeing Buzz Lightyear and thinking, like, this is a genuinely a really cool toy. Like if this mm-hmm. was out when I was a kid, I would have been stoked. You know to the own toy for this Lightyear. one, though. No, I don't. So I was wondering, like, is uh, Buzz Lightyear lame in this one because he's not? No, he's still fine. Okay. But the the toy from Toy Story 4, like the toy, uh-huh. is already in Happy Meals at one of those fast food places. Uh, his name is Forky. Okay. Oh, oh, I've seen the and picture And it's the it. plastic spork with the pipe cleaner arms. <laughs> yeah. That's like the toy, and they're making it right now for kids. <laughs> okay. And like Happy Meal toys. All right. Well, I'll take my kids to McDonald's. Yep. Popsicle stick, like clay spork pipe cleaner arms and googly eyes and that's that's the hot and toy. that's forky <laughs> yep there was a while after uh toy story that buzz lightyear was more popular than mickey mouse wow yeah that's cool yeah that's cool um all right last of our movies that we've seen yeah uh i saw godzilla king of the monsters dun 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 that's my review. Godzilla King of the Monsters. No, not. I was trying to translate that to a number, but I can't. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a number. It's a it's a Godzilla. Uh, the first of the modern reiteration of Godzilla's, like not the, the Puff Daddy them. one, but the uh, Godzilla, which came out I think in like 2014, uh, I thought was boring. Like it, it just way too much with the human story. It felt like. Um, any of the like the day after tomorrow or any of those um disaster yep. movies where it's like we we've got, really got to care about these two people when hundreds of millions of people are dying uh well yeah and i just didn't like it and i was honestly bummed for rogue one when it was coming out because it was the same director thankfully rogue one was fantastic uh but i didn't Godzilla, and i my, went with my wife to go see godzilla and we were both like it wasn't that good uh um, then I saw Kong Skull Island with kind of low expectations, but I like, I've always liked King Kong movies. I mm-hmm. even liked the Peter Jackson King Kong. Okay. Um, Fair. I actually like that quite a bit. Uh, and Kong Skull Island's fantastic. I love that movie. Awesome. It's so fun. Have you seen it? No. It's so fun. Okay. It's. I was a little less optimistic. Than oh you. no. It's, well, I don't know. You might not like it, but I thought it was just incredibly fun and just, Yeah. Good. I liked it quite a bit. Awesome. And it's it's not at all a remake of King Kong, like the 1939 yeah. King Kong. It's Kong Island. Well, it takes place on Skull Island, which is Skull you know Island. where Kong's always mm-hmm. been from. But uh, that's about where the similarities end. Oh. And John C. Riley's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I had high hopes for Godzilla King of the Monsters. And then I saw the trailers for Godzilla King of the Monsters and thought, 
<sighs> then I saw Godzilla King of the Monsters and I thought, <sighs> the steps of defeat. This is just like, it's the same thing. It's like they went, they took two steps back, I felt like. Okay. You know? So next up, next summer is King Kong versus Godzilla. And I will go see it, but I have no idea what to think now. So my Bodhi scale for Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is a negative two. Like, it's not awful. So there is some carnage in Godzilla oh, fights. Th- there's amazing monster fights. Okay. Like, monsters fight. Perfect. And Can't be a negative five. They're impressive. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, and it's not a negative five at all. Like, there's one or two performances that are kind of good. Um, part of what I like about the John Wick movies is that it kind of sets up this whole weird mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters delves into the mythology of this a little bit much. But even for me, it was like, what? Really? This? Mm. You're doing this? Yeah. And it just wasn't making sense. It wasn't tracking. Like, the, the Bummer. <laughs> I understand the monsters are supernatural, and they can, you know, cra- travel great distances. You know, and they even explain it in this movie, how, how they can get, across, get around the world so quickly. Uh, but that doesn't mean the humans can, too. And there's, <laughs> there's this jet that's Plot like... Holes. Like the might as well be a helicarrier from I heard Shield about this, um, but it just goes from like all over the world. Yes, like Mexico to Antarctica in like you know twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. To Germany to you know, and it's just never out of fuel, never gets shot down, never gets smacked by anything else. It's the X jet. Except for the X, original X jet was a Blackbird. It was rad looking, mm-hmm. and the same one that they have in, De- in uh, Deadpool, but. No, this was just wasn't magic. It wasn't that good. Yeah. Also, like the main plot, you do not empathize with the person. And at the end, they try to make some redemptive move, and you're like, well, I don't want to curse on this show, but lady, you just wiped out a significant portion of humanity. I don't know that you can make up for that in just, you know, <laughs> the next three or four minutes. Yeah. So... Yeah. Tons of monsters. Tons of fight. Like, lots of monsters. Monsters that didn't even exist before, that were made up for this movie, uh, are in this. Lots of stuff gets knocked over. Lots of stuff gets trampled. Volcanoes erupt. Hurricanes. Uh, Godzilla does what you want Godzilla to do. Like, plenty of that. But this movie is half an hour too long. And I don't know. I just didn't like it. Yeah. But happens if you have an interest in seeing it it's go see it and go see it on a theater because it's there's a ton of spectacle if you want to see monsters fight you will not find a better fighting monster movie this year fair enough so far (laughs) (laughs) don't know what's coming yeah don't know what's coming uh so yeah that's it that's for our movie review um we got email chris email you've got mail (laughs) this comes from jay marmot longtime friend of the show hey man and uh, it's in reply to, well, the subject is Keith, which is a character that we met a couple weeks ago. I tried to forget about Keith. <laughs> yeah, I did forget about Keith because it had been a while since we recorded. But I love Keith. Well. You don't love Keith. I love, That's why he's Keith. I love that we have a Keith and that we have a shorthand for <laughs> Keith now. Okay, so, fire away. Uh, and Jay Marmot sent us some thoughts about Keith, and I encourage everyone to do this somebody on facebook i think put keith doesn't yell for which i liked yeah that's the summary of keith yeah so tell us what you think about keith uh but this is from jay marmot 
Keith camps out by the river with his three kids during a tournament and sends the kids in to retrieve discs that people abandoned and then takes them. This actually happened on May 4th. Oof. That's awful. Oof. That's all I got. I don't, I'm just... I, and I was thinking about this. It's funny to imagine somebody doing that, but if that actually happened, I would think like, well, I don't... I certainly don't want to get in a confrontation with someone, an argument with someone in front of their kids. I don't want to get in an argument with anybody, especially in the if middle a of a tournament. Yeah, but really anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, but if my disc goes in the water, it's not abandoned. I, I have a retriever. Like I will try to get it out. And if it's safe enough for your kid to go in there and retrieve, I might just You'll be able to go in myself and get it. Probably get it. I don't it. know what river this is, but. So maybe he like lets the groups play through the hole and there he's on the next team. They're like, Go! And the kids go get him on and come back. I don't know. But that's a a key thing. That's definitely a Keith move. Yeah. Uh, The only problem is Keith might not, you know. Keith doesn't know his kids. (laughs) Hey, now. That that was was uncalled for. All right. uh, He's got some more. Keith calls you on a foot fault after you've let him get away with three. That's definitely a Keith move. Yeah. Keith borrows a mini from you for a sanctioned play and doesn't return it. Definitely Keith. That's gone. Uh, Keith discs, Keith's disc never does that when he turns it over at an inopportune time. Now you're flippy. We've all been there. Yeah. And that, that one, but I've had the, the do, never but does it's the, that. it's the, it's the screaming about it. That's yeah. the, um, yep. but I, I very much enjoy your, everybody's thoughts on Keith. So keep that coming. I love it. <laughs> I love Keith. Um, I love the concept of Keith. I would not love Keith. Oh no, 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 no. I have no interest in, in ever yeah. being around a Keith. Yeah. But I, I love that character on our show. <laughs> yeah. You just you gotta gotta appreciate the novelty there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh but again. Don't be in, like Keith. No, but write into us and tell us what Keith give us more Keithisms. I yeah. love that. Uh there's some news in the Distolf community. Yes. Uh, some molds got retired. Yeah. So Dynamic Discs a few weeks ago sent out an email um, notifying all of us that in their recent blog post and YouTube vlog and everywhere else that they've announced they're retiring 12 molds. Um, we use the word retire instead of putting out of production because it is retirement. Um some molds in the past have gone out of production. They don't make them anymore. Uh, these 12 are, they're calling it retired. So they're not going to keep making them. Um, that doesn't mean there are none left. Everybody still has them in stock, and that's why they're being retired is they're not moving. So there's just too much stock. Yeah. So they'll still be in stock for a while. Um, one of them hits very close to home for me. One, me too. Um, yeah, a couple Couple. I'm kind of bummed about. But so what are the ones? The 12 dynamic is retired are the proof. Gavel. Never threw either of those. They're both uh, beginner line, easy to throw. So, so I probably should have been throwing Lower them. flight plate, more understable. Uh, the Evidence, which is a understable mid-range. Patrol. Oh, see, that's my backhand. Very understable <laughs> mid-range. And um, by backhand, or my, my forehand, which is, is a backhand patrol. my backhand patrol. Yep. <laughs> the Thief, which is a good understable to straight fairway. Eric Oakley uses that for rollers. Witness, understable. Renegade. Understable speed 11. I think it's the only 11 speed we had. Oh. But it was understable. Freedom. Probably should have tried a Renegade. Maybe I did have a Renegade. I have one. Why don't you try it? Okay. No, um, I had a Breakout. 
Yeah. Like Renegade's like a faster breakout. Okay. Uh, Freedom, which is a super fast, understable. I don't know if it quite flew how it was intended to. Never got super popular, but fast. Criminal, one of my jams. Very overstable fairway. Suspect. Uh, yep, it's there. Suspect is like a magic disc for me. It yep. just it, when when you've got an upshot, it's there. Uh, it just goes and it parks and sometimes even finds a basket and mm-hmm. stays. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I ordered two suspects when I when I got this email that they were. <laughs> yep, uh, eleven is the warrant. Another understable mid range. Okay, it's like in between the evidence and patrol, probably. And last but definitely not least, the slammer. I never threw a slammer, but I know you throw them lots. Yeah, I've got a... When you used a slammer, like I used a suspect, right? Yeah, I've got a pretty good slammer collection. I've got a wall and a half of my bedroom covered with them. (laughs) I I have like 15 that I throw. I love them. And Did you buy more or do you have plenty? Oh, both. (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't want to say how many I have. It's a lot. It's it's a lot, um, but I love it. So I did get a few more, and like I said, everybody still has them in stock because they don't sell. So this was yeah. not like some scheme they're pulling to make you buy all these. Like they're just making the business decision of we have these stores who can carry, you know, six companies, fifty molds of each, six plastics of each. That's just not realistic. Yeah. So when. 12 molds combined for less than 10% of sales. It makes sense as a business to retire them. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's retired. It's not out of production. So for tournaments or fundraisers or any sort of occasion, they can unretire these and make you like a batch of, yeah, they're not destroying the dyes. Yeah. Make you a batch of however many you're ordering and say, you you want more suspects? So we're going to do a tournament batch. We're going to get 200 soft suspects. So they're not dead dead, and they're definitely still in stock everywhere. They just weren't moving. So yeah, sad day for me and my slammer and criminal. But well, and I the email that I read was said something along the lines of these are just that even if you like them, you don't go through them very quickly. And mm-hmm. I thought about that. And I thought like, yeah, I I um, am on the second suspect I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now own five, I think. Okay. Um, but I bagged the second one I ever bought, and the first one's fine. I just started. Yeah, I think I just liked one. the graphic. I, like, I, it, was a, it was a burst. Yep. First one I had wasn't, and so I just kind of liked it a little better. That's fair. So they don't. They do what they're supposed to do for a long, long time. And for me, that's a disc that I'm not throwing fast. It's, it's, I don't know that anybody can throw it fast. It's a very slow disc. Yeah, suspect doesn't uh, so it's not far. breaking in super fast. It's not hitting trees at any kind of speed. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I said, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. They, they last a long, long time. Yeah. So it's kind of similar for me. I, of the 12, I throw two, sometimes three or four, but always criminal and always slammer. And since the criminal's been out, I have thrown five or six of them. Yeah. And I'll cycle them and they stay fine. They're very much overstable. The patrol, I just don't want to have to learn a forehand. I don't blame you. <laughs> the patrol works pretty well as a forehand for I me. I don't blame you. <laughs> for a mid-range forehand. Um, uh, but so. And Slammer as well. Like Since day one, I've been throwing it. I've got like five or six protos that I cycle through. All the same, everything. and They're all still fine. Like They're beat up. They're dirty. They're bent. But they're still fine. Yeah. So. Well, in front, kind of for the approach to us, it kind of doesn't matter. Like 
Yeah, they the last, full flight they is so short that yeah. Yeah, if I really get on a slammer, maybe three hundred feet. Yeah, they just don't go anywhere. Oh, if I really got on my suspect, I'm maybe a hundred. Yeah, they just <laughs> so, they don't like to. But fly. that's again difference in our arms. But yeah, no, it's not a disc. The reason what I love about my suspect, and if you're looking for, you know, if if um, I think you use the slammer for the same kind of thing is if I'm in kind of that middle distance where I would have to um, be way overshooting it with, you know, like a mid range or a fairway, um, and would have to pull pretty far back on like a truth or an Emac. Mm-hmm. Um, but still further out than I want to try to put it, try to run it. Yep. That's what the suspects for. Yep. Um, I can throw it at, you know, 80%, which is a very comfortable throw. So if I have, if I have to pull back a, a truth to like 45, I don't feel like I'm missing control of that disc, but if I can throw, you know, where I would normally throw a suspect, it goes, about that far, you know, mm-hmm. 80 to a hundred feet and just banks left and stops. Yeah. It's kind of what I use slammers for. Yeah. Trusty up shots and never going too far. Yeah. And they stop. I bought one. Um, when Eric was in town, I bought a whale pants one. I think it's lucid, uh, mm-hmm. which I'd never bought before, but, uh, used it in the round right after I bought it and it saved a couple strokes for me. Easy. Awesome. So retired gone yeah. but not forgotten no and i'm sure they'll come back and it makes and they're always doing stuff the business sense of it makes perfect sense to me and also it's probably not i don't know for sure but i don't think it's a massive storage cost to store the old molds no and like i was saying i think warehouse and most brick and mortar still have a good amount of stock yeah like it's not there are three left in the world go yeah. it's like we have a bunch we're gonna stop making them you can still find vibram discs you've been in your local shop so maybe yeah. not the one that you loved, you know, that, that, that lace from that certain blend and, you right. know, but, or that certain run, but, uh, they, they will be around for a while. Yeah. But so if you're, if you're worried about it, just go grab a couple from a local store, even support your local disc golf store. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. news. Uh, I think latitude and West side will also be retiring a few. I don't know which or when or if or how many. I'm trying to think if I throw anything from either of those companies. I right throw now. a few. I'm not super worried. Oh, the harp. I throw. I love my harp. Harp will never go away. I, I hope not. That is probably their number one. Yeah. For well, well, and that's funny because that disc, they again take forever to break in, but but they're good. Everybody, everybody, everybody can use a harp. Yeah. I just like slammers because they don't go as far. As weird as that is. Um. But yeah. Um. In that blog post, I think the blog was first, they said that Latitude and Westside might make similar announcements soon. So I would guess it's, you know, a few of each. But Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if other companies start doing the same thing. Like, it just makes sense. You've got to streamline stuff at a certain point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they had 34 molds in up to four or five plastics. It's hard to ask a store to carry 100 molds or more yeah. of your product. Oh, yeah. Right, well, so going down to 20 and three or four plastics, like 60, 70, 80, it's way better than 100 to 150. Yeah. It's just, it's more practical. Well, and I'm sure everybody listening to the show that's been playing for a bit can empathize with going into the store and seeing the same disc in the mm-hmm. rack every time they go into the store and thinking, well, it's just getting more scuffed up, but I'm still not going to buy it. Yep. I've, I have done it. Yeah. Been there, yeah. Well, no, and there's discs that you think like, "Whoa, this thing, this might actually be worth something now because it's been sitting in this rack for so long." Right? Yeah. <laughs> Is this old enough to be? <laughs> yeah. Should can I sell this for more? 
Is it now vintage? Probably. So I'm, I, I bet if you've got a, an old enough store with a decent enough selection that you could probably find some collectible stuff just sitting in the rack. Oh, I uh, actually, Eric throws an enforcer. I went to play it again locally with Alex Shelby after a casual round. Mm-hmm. And going through the used bins, Alex pulls out this enforcer. And I was like, yeah, that's a good enforcer. So Eric came in town like the week after that. And I was like, hey, check out this enforcer Alex found. And he throws it once. He's like, can I have it? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so in one of his in the bags, he gives a shout out. But it was found used at a plate again. Somebody didn't like it, sold it. And it's a very good enforcer. Yeah. Well, there you go. So don't be afraid to flip through used stuff. There's there's always gems. No, there are. I uh, I haven't found many. <laughs> but there are but, some. But there are some. Yeah. But I'm also not in the stores frequently as some. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the trick is just some regularity. Yeah. Flip through what you like, whatever, you know, couple shelves of that brand and see. Well, I think I maybe mentioned this on the show a while ago, but I thought too, like I used to buy, like I love mystery boxes. I would just want to try oh, whatever I, I could. They're so fun. And they are fun. But, I used to. But now I'm like, I just, I know there's six or seven molds that I like throwing. And that, and I just buy more of those now. Yep. And I don't know if that's good for my game or bad. Probably good because I'm, I'm, my game's improving because I'm getting more consistent with the, the plastic that I'm throwing. But, um, yeah, and it's also cheaper because I'm not buying so many discs. Right. <laughs> Oof. Mystery boxes, though, I, I love them. I used to buy every every Christmas box. or winter time. Dynamic would put out their mystery box, and I oh, bought, I've gotten I bought, the last two years. I bought so many. It's fun. It's like unboxing. Well, and I found great discs in there. Like I found, um, mm-hmm. no, my suspect wasn't from that, but uh, the Wardens, which I'm putting with now, mm-hmm. came out of mystery boxes. Um, yeah, I've, I've had some great, great luck with mystery boxes. Just fun. Yeah. So now, now when I get them, it's I probably keep one, and I use the rest as prizes or giveaways or yeah something. That's where I am now. I'm like, I, maybe I'll like, maybe I'll throw this. But that if, was the last one that I got. I was but like, if I get a mystery box and it has something that I will throw or a slammer that I don't have or something like exciting, I get so excited. <laughs> like it's Christmas. Like, yeah. Just that one. Oh, no, like, I, it's buy mystery boxes. I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from it. Yeah. But. Oh, they're super fun. Yeah. But I've got. I'm on board too, even though I only throw like five molds. Yeah. Well, um, there's another thing that's kind of been setting the disc golf world ablaze you said yeah that i haven't heard of at all so in my lack of playing disc golf i've been a little under the weather for a while um i found and jumped on board with the disc golf valley app it's disc golf on your phone and it is a lot of fun do you have any idea like who made it or um it, i think it's put together by latitude oh. actually um and I, I know it's programmed through unity I think it's I think it's uh, a latitude a game engine or something. Yeah. Okay. If it's not latitude sixty four, uh, sorry, all the discs are latitude, the baskets are latitude. So, so they only sponsor it. I would like. guess it's their project. It might just be sponsored, but it's super fun. It's got fairly realistic flights. It's got wind. It's got ground play. It's got like five or six courses. It's got player versus player. It's got tournaments. It's got rated rounds for these like four round tournaments. That's kind of cool. It's super fun. Um, I don't even remember how I found it or who got me started. But well, and I just found it on the iOS store. You've got it on an Android. Yep. So it's out So it's there. on both? Yeah. Perfect. Um, I'm downloading it now. 
Uh, and it's super fun. And if you're kind of at a point where you're trying to learn um, how discs fly and what angles will do and what wind does to those angles, this is actually a pretty good tool. Like a little simulator? To demonstrate, yeah. Huh. So if, if, you're not, if you don't have the command of, I need to throw it on this angle at this hard, like if you don't have the command to do that and you're still curious what will happen, the app will show you. Well, it's like race car drivers play Forza. Yeah. And like the, with the chair and the, it's beneficial. the wheel and everything. Yeah. Because yeah. the courses are so meticulous. It's really beneficial. Yeah. So anybody playing who's done anything cool, if you want to throw up a video or a screenshot of something cool, I would love to see it. Yeah. I've done one cool thing. So uh, now the discs are real molds. Yep. And they fly like they should, like they do yep. in real life. So in my in my disc golf bag in the app, I've got daggers, keystones, pures, and they have options of beat up, heavy, extra glide, extra sticky, accurate, like all these little flight characteristics. Oh wow! So you can change how broken in it is. Mm-hmm. Huh. So I use a couple heavy for wind and just sticking close. I use some extra glide for distance, etc. Mid ranges, they have compass, fuse, and anchor. That's what I have. Fairways, I have explorer, river, musket. Do have the river pro? No. <laughs> I did I did go through my disc golf shelf today, though, and I found a river pro, and I thought of you. Because <laughs> they're the worst. Because you don't like them. And I still don't have a distance driver. I know they exist. I know the recoil is in here. You have to earn them? Or? I've seen people. So every time you level up, which is after you play so many times, you get like an option out of three. Oh, okay. And well, so I know my the guess is that exists. they're probably saying like high-speed drivers are for more advanced players. Yeah, but I'm I'm past the point. So there was like a thread somewhere on social medias <laughs> about this. And like, well, when do I get a fast one? And I was like, well, I want to know. Like, I don't have one either. Yeah. And somebody's like, oh, at level 10, oh, at level 11. I'm like 13 or 14. I still don't have one. Huh. So it's not fixed. I'm hoping the odds go up as you get higher. Oh, so it's a little bit of random draw? Mm-hmm. I think that I think every level, they give you three random Disc. So it's not like real life where you can just, you know, be a brand new player and go buy a bunch of destroyers and No. No. Another lesson though it's teaching you. Yeah. You don't buy a destroyer when you start. Yeah. Or a whatever Enforcer, native. recoil, every all those. Yeah. Yeah. Kong. I guess that's a new one. Yeah. But super fun. Check what, it out. What is the new um what is Paul's new mid? Is it the Echo or the A new mid? I didn't know he had a new mid. Maybe maybe it's not his signature one, but some uh, I was playing that tournament that when Eric Oakley was here, he did a clinic, and then we did a, a round afterward, mm-hmm. and somebody on my card had the new mid, and it was the exact same profile as the Emac. Huh. Like it looked the exact same. I don't know. Um, was it, And it was Discraft? I think it was Discraft. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Write in. Let us know. I've been trying to keep up. I know his new fairway's out. I don't know if it has a name yet. I've just seen. I like that putter. Fairway. I'm not throwing it anymore, but I nothing against it. Like yeah. and, the, and the plastic was fantastic. Yeah, the kind of rubbery. A little bit too rimy, but. The yeah. plastic was fantastic. Yeah, it was like a. Can we like voice clip that? <laughs> the plastic was fantastic. If somebody wants to, I'm not going to take the time. <laughs> My computer's not fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, was there anything else? Yeah, I think I that was think it. That's it. But uh, I'm excited about this disc golf valley. Do you want people to challenge you? Oh, bring it on! Yeah, I'll, I'll any score you post, I will try to beat. Okay. Um, and just in reminder of last week, with our recording schedule, we could have done, we could not have done the 
winner from last week today. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Just due to when we record and when the tournament is. So next episode, we will go through that. Yeah. I forgot about that. But No, I should have said that at the beginning. But now we're good. Yeah. Have uh, to listen. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, because that's, well, yeah. They start We don't release these tomorrow. in real time. You're four days ago. So, yes. Because, uh, yeah. Um, there we go. All right. I think that was it. Disc golf. Uh, write in proamdiscgolf at gmail.com, facebook.com slash proamdiscgolf. We're getting lots of people liking the page, and that's awesome. Um, if yeah. you have like questions or discussions that you want to post up on the page or in the group, please do it because I think mm-hmm. that's that's great if we can get some dialogue on there. Uh, Instagram at proamdiscgolf. We I get s- notifications for that one. Chris gets that. We still have a Twitter, um, but we don't do anything with it. <laughs> and uh, I think that's that's all of our stuff, right? That's, that's what I got. Um, I'm going to say it again. Uh, support Eric Oakley and Tina Snodice Well Pants. Tina um, Oakley. Team Oakley. There we go. Tina Oakley. Tina. Yes, Tina Oakley. Yep. TK Oakley now. Yes. Um, that shouldn't be that hard for me to get used to. but uh, it, it took me a minute because yeah. T-Stan had a ring to it. Uh, T-Oak. Toke. T- yeah. And I think her middle name is K-something, so they call her TK Oakley. Like TKO. Oh, that's nice. Isn't it cute? That's cute. Yeah. That's they're, cute. they're adorable. But uh, they are. Um, but follow them on social media if you want to help support them financially. They have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. That I did check out, so it's uh, not totally sure how all that works. But the minimum, the the starting commitment is a dollar, mm-hmm. and then the max is five bucks. So it's not yep. they're not, and it's to, just a, like a monthly donation. Is that what it is? Because mm-hmm. it was like per post or per creation. Or oh, something you can like do that, that too. Yeah. Okay. So you can do donation per published piece, or you, and you can set like a monthly cap. Cool. So oh, I, okay. I, I contribute to a few of the disc golf medias, but I have a cap. So if they're putting out thirty videos a month, I'm only paying for like ten of them. Okay. Or something. That's because I'm poor. But that, even that's I, wise. Another quick plug on that. Jomez now. Um they do two levels of Patreon. I've been watching coverage and this is kind of fresh. Um and in their videos they actually have like a little short media break for their own advertising. Oh. Where they list all the donors. Oh, cool. So they're like scrolling through the two categories on screen. While Jonathan is on there saying, hey, thanks, guys, for the support. You're really making us able to do what we want to be doing. So they appreciate you. I know most of us appreciate them. Yeah. So Patreon is a great way to help everybody help all of us. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, and hopefully we'll have a way for you to support us sometimes. But until then, listen and rate and review our show. That mm-hmm. is a huge support. Tell a friend. Uh, the, if you can rate us on iTunes or whatever way you listen to it, especially iTunes, that helps people find the show. I think that moves us up in the algorithm. So the more ranking ratings we have and the more five-star ratings especially, uh, when somebody's just looking for Disc Golf Podcast, we'll move higher up in that rank. So um, that's a huge help for us. And uh, also just spread the word. Our listenership is growing, and it's fantastic. And uh, let's, let's, uh, let's be like typhus and just spread throughout you know, L.A. County. All right. (laughs) Until next time, keep throwing plastic. Cheers.